Well, it was the summer of 1985, and I was playing frisbee with three friends in Gorky Park. You may not have heard of that. That's Moscow's version of like New York City's Central Park. And in 1985, there in Russia, I, I guess frisbees weren't real popular. We're not real well known. And so we were told, if you go out in a park and play frisbee, you'll, you'll draw a crowd. And, and sure enough, we did. We had a, within a no amount of time at all, we had about 50 people. It was a very unique moment moment uh, there and, and as we got them gathered, then our goal was to have an opportunity to talk with them about the Lord and things of the Lord and engage them in those kinds of talks. Now, we weren't really talking like you know, a lecture to 50 people, but we were more like in groups and there was dialogue. So, you know, I was, I was over here with eight or nine people and somebody else had 11 and somebody was over. So it was kind of like that. Well, as you can kind of imagine, this didn't go on for real long before, you know, the communication started to break down. Their, their broken English, our really broken Russian. And, uh, you know, we just couldn't communicate. But I'm telling you, this was a unique moment in our whole summer that we were over there. There just was a real interest, a real wanting to go back and forth in and, and dialogue. And so it was a little frustrating that we kind of came to this stop in, in our communication. So we stopped and prayed. And it was just, you know, Lord, please help us communicate. Please keep, keep this going. Help make this happen. I mean, it was about like that. And then amen. And, and then when we said amen, literally a guy walks up to us from Ethiopia now, there's not a lot of Ethiopians in Moscow in 1985. And, and he walks up to us and he says, hey, what, what are y'all doing? And uh, we we sharing a little bit about who we are and we're believers and we're talking with all these folks. Well, he gets a big smile on his face and says, I'm, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I want to I talk with you. I want to be a part of this. And, and so we explain, you know, we're a little bit out of a standstill here because we can't communicate very well. And he says, no problem. I, I, I'm fluent in Russian and I'm fluent in English. I'll translate for both sides. Hey, we had a problem, fired up a prayer, problem answered. Wouldn't it be great if that is how prayer always worked? You just, you know, you hit the road bump, you hit the, the emergency, the conflict, and you fire up a flare. Lord, we can't, we can't pay this bill. Next day, the bill's paid. Lord, would you do something about my boss? The next day, he's transferred to Nome, Alaska. And you work for a company that sells beach supplies. Hey, hey Lord, I, my, my faith is struggling. Could you, could you give me a sign? And you look up and the sky opens and Jesus is waving. Man, it, wouldn't it just be awesome? You just, you just say the prayer and boom, there's the answer. You know, I've had quite a few places in my life where I felt like that kind of thing happened. It was that kind of dramatic moment of prayer and, a, and this real dramatic answer. But, but I wouldn't say that was the characteristic of my prayer life. I wouldn't say that's exactly how it always works. And so you kind of wonder, you know, what's the lever we pull? What's the, the button we push? How does this thing work? How do you make it work? And, and, and I think to understand that we need to ask, what's the point? I mean, if I'm going to make something work, fix something that's not right, get something going that needs to be right, well, I need to know what the point of, of prayer is. You know, pr uh, practically speaking, prayer can be a little bit frustrating, can it? I, I would imagine more than one of us in here have wondered if our words are getting beyond the ceiling, right? And, and can, it, theologically, it can be a little confusing, you know? I, I, I mean, what is it exactly I'm doing in prayer when I'm telling something to an all-knowing God? 
And if he only does what is good and right and perfect, then why mess up his good, right, and perfect with my take on things, with my slant? And then I think maybe personally, it can be a little intimidating. Again, probably more than one of us in here is not exactly confident of what they're doing in a prayer time or, or boy, you start talking about praying out loud where somebody like can actually hear you. I mean, that's, that's a little intimidating. And yet whatever frustrations, confusions, questions we have, boy, folks, we pray. Did you know that? Did you know Americans pray? Recent survey I read said 55% of Americans pray daily. Not just pray, they pray daily. Only 21% said they, they pray seldom or never. 76% said prayer was a very important part of their lives. And then I think my favorite thing in this thing I was reading was asking Amer- Americans, what's the point of prayer? What's the purpose of prayer? And did you know the Americans? They nailed it. I mean, it's like, wow, I can't believe I'm reading this. Top three answers given of why we pray. Intimacy with God, to get guidance from the Lord, and to give thanks. Hey, Kudos to American. I think they nailed that one, don't you? Uh, Let's see here. 87% of Americans said they believe that their, their prayers are answered at least some of the time, if not most of the time. But I think my favorite statistic, and this was a different survey a little bit while back, but I I think the favorite statistic I read was 30%. 30% of atheists said they pray sometimes. (laughs) Now, folks, if that's not proof, something in us wants this prayer to work. Something in us wants prayer to be real. I I think there's something that knows there's a God, and I think this is the tool that unites us with them. I think this is the way we connect with them. And and so we're, we're back to that point. Then what is the point of this? Is it connection with God? Is it firing up flares? What's the point? I'm going to suggest today, and this is just kind of off the top of my head. This is, I'm not going to put a verse by this. This is what the Bible says. But just kind of a, a, a point, an observation I might make. That the point of prayer, folks, is where the Christian life is lived. The, the point of prayer is this is where a walk with God, a relationship with God is lived out, worked out, and fleshed out. Ultimately, I think anything we're trying to be and do for God that doesn't begin and end in prayer ultimately will not be very strong or very consistent. It's worked out in prayer. Prayer is where we unite with God. And folks, one of the very first things that happens to us when we become a believer is this access to prayer. You know, when, when we cry out to Jesus, when we call out to him for our salvation, we become immediately, instantly a child of God. The Bible says we are adopted as his child. Now, Romans eight fifteen says something very profound upon that adoption that happens instantly. It says, you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Now, Abba actually is a word that means father. The difference between this word and this word, father, of course, is kind of a formal noun. Most of us don't say father. You know, that's, that's just what that person is. But this is the name for father. This is dad, pop, daddy, what, what, whatever you call him. But folks, do you see what's happening? The very moment you're set, saved, access to God 
is opened up to you. And it's not just any kind of access, go down this hall and turn right. No, it's, it's an access of familiarity. It's an access uh, of love. And when you can rightly use that name daddy, when that's a good word, a good relationship, then you know, man, when you're saying daddy, that's a, that's a place of protection. That's a place of provision. That, that's a place of love. So Jesus says, hey, listen, I have won for you this opportunity to talk to my father. And, and when you get in there, call him daddy. Isn't that awesome, folks? Now, one of my favorite verses on prayer comes out of Psalm 116. It says, I love the Lord because he's heard my voice. I could just almost stop right there. Man, I love God. Just to, just to stop and think, he hears me. He listens to me, my pleas for mercy, because he has inclined, he has turned, he has moved closer to me. One translation actually says that God stoops down, he bends down. So folks, the the picture here of what's being communicated is the moment you start to speak, everything stops for God, and he moves his ear close to your lips. He draws close to you. Therefore, based on that fact, Based on that knowledge of what God is doing when I speak and pray, let me tell you something. I'm going to call on him as long as I live. I will pray as long as I have breath. David says, hey man, I'll tell you something. I love the Lord. Why? Because he listens to me. Notice what he said, what he's not saying here. He doesn't say, hey, listen, I pray because when I do, man, I, I move the earth. I get great answers when I pray. He doesn't say that. He doesn't say, boy, I pray because I've, I've kind of worked out all the mysteries of praying to an, an all-knowing and sovereign God. No, he doesn't say that either. He doesn't say, I pray because I'm good at it. Now, you, know, you read the Psalms, you probably get the idea he probably is pretty good at it, right? But that's not why he says he prays. He says, I pray because the Bible tells me that when I do, God listens to me. Folks, what possibly... I really want you to answer this question in your mind. What possibly is a greater opportunity for you tomorrow? What possibly is a greater opportunity for you next week? What possibly is a greater opportunity for you any day you wake up on this planet than to know you can have an audience with God? Than to know that God listens to you. What an incredible opportunity. And that's why every single person of faith in the scriptures, every single one, Without exception, praise. And you can say, this is a book of prayer. This is a book of people who are praying. I could go through the Bible and just start listing all the names. I just pulled out some of our favorites. And I put a verse here. And I don't want to miscommunicate with this verse. This isn't to imply, if you go to Psalm 116, you'll find the one place where David prayed. If, if you'll go to Job 42, you'll find the one. No, folks, we couldn't put all those verses up here. There is a multitude of verses for every single one of these individuals. And when they were praying, that says they prayed and, and what they prayed. And what the scripture tells us, folks, is that David prayed, Abraham prayed, Moses prayed, Job prayed, Isaiah prayed, Peter prayed, Paul prayed. And yes, Jesus prayed. What's he pray for? I mean, think of all the things you're doing in prayer. That's not what Jesus needs to do in prayer. But Jesus prayed. He prayed over individuals. He prayed over groups. But you know what the gospels show us Jesus doing over and over and over? Jesus getting up early. Jesus going out to the wilderness. Jesus getting away from everybody for one reason. So he could be alone with his father. So he could pray. Remember, that's the one we imitate, right? Right? 
That's the one we, we follow. D- do what that guy does. That, that's what Jesus is doing. He is praying. And again, folks, we go through hundreds of people. That's not all the people in the Bible. Hundreds of people of faith. And over and over, we are shown these folks praying. The Christian life. The Christian life is a life of prayer. A Christian is a person of prayer. What does that mean? Are you ready for this newsflash? It means we pray. That's what it means. It means we pray. Now, I think there's a couple of ways we accomplish this. Okay, this is just an observation I see in Scripture, an observation of of watching people. There may be more ways, but I see two main ways that people pray. One is spontaneous and one is devoted. The spontaneous prayer, that's kind of as you're living prayer, as you're going throughout the day prayer. This is where we fire up a sentence. This is where maybe we stop and, and pray for a moment. This is where we just, we process life, we interact life with these, with these real quick prayers. You know, Lord, as the teacher's handing out the test, Lord, would you please help me to remember everything I studied? And Lord, really, really help me remember everything I didn't study, Right? Hey, Lord, I'm going into this meeting. Would you give me favor before this group? Would you give me help? I'm a little bit nervous, Lord. Would you help me to communicate here? Hey, maybe you're leaving lunch with a friend and, and they presented a little bit of a challenge they're going through. Hey, Lord, would you help them? Give them guidance. Give them strength. Maybe they're, they're sick, not feeling. Hey, Lord, would you bring healing and would you bring rest there? It's just that all day long firing up these prayers. This is a very appropriate way to pray As it fulfills the, and I put here the call, but really what I need to put there is command. It's a command that you and I are praying continually. It is is a command that we never cease praying. We have an open ticket with God. We have just an ongoing running dialogue with God. It's how we process life. And this can be a very effective way. I mean, I'm talking about praying for people and praying for yourselves. Hey, there's another aspect of this, our sin our failure, our temptations. Man, folks, when we train ourselves to actually start just having little words of prayer, little sentences of prayer, constantly going, man, that's a very effective way to attack our own sin. When that emotion, when that action hits, man, there's worry, there's fear, there's anger, there's lust. The moment that hits, if I've trained myself to constantly be responding to everything with just a sentence of prayer, that can be a very profound way to cut that sin off at the root, to, to meet it at its source. So, so that's one way. And by the way, it doesn't happen naturally. I, I mean, I might pray 20 times in a day and then I might go 20 days and not pray one time. No, no, we have to train ourselves. We have to discipline ourselves so that this is how we're processing life and dealing with life. There's just this constant prayer. So I I called that spontaneous. Now, another kind of prayer is the devoted. The funny thing is they're like exact opposites. (laughs) They're on the polar ends. Now, I'm not presenting one is good and one is bad. I think we want both in our lives. I want to build a disciplined, spontaneous prayer life, and I want to build a devoted prayer life. Now, where spontaneous happens on the fly, we're multitasking, devoted means that. My attention is completely devoted on the Lord. There's a devoted time for this. There's maybe even a devoted place for this. And this is probably the harder prayer. This is probably where our, our mind wanders a little bit, right? Maybe we fall back to sleep while we're doing this. You know, maybe this is the one where we kind of wonder, because it, it takes longer, where we're wondering, is this work? Am I, am, I, am I doing this right? 
This is maybe where we get more questions of, of even what we do. Now, next Sunday, that's going to be the focus of the message how we do a devoted time of prayer. Are you ready for this? You give God, say, I'm gonna gonna give God 20 minutes. I'm gonna show you exactly what to do with that 20 minutes. I'm gonna show you what Jesus said. This is what you do with that 20 minutes. Here's what you don't do. Here's what you do. And here's the outline to walk through. Did you know he's provided that for us? We're gonna walk through a, 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 I'm gonna give you a form next week. It's a 1075B. You can download it right from the irs.gov with all the other forms. You better be downloaded by now, right? No, I'm going to give you a form. I'm not saying you have to use a form when you pray. That doesn't sound very spiritual or passionate, does it? But I'll tell you what, it sure helped me. It sure helped me develop a, a consistency and a, and a discipline. And, and so I'm going to show you a form, how to walk through 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, whatever you're going to do in prayer. Here, here's what God gives us. And then we're going to, the next week after that, we'll come back and we'll look at viruses. Because it doesn't matter how strong your computer is, it's going to get hit with a virus, right? I mean, and that's true, man. Our, our software, our hardware, it gets all fouled up with some viruses. And the, the Bible describes, defines what these viruses in our prayer life is and, and how we deal with that, how we put up the block there. We're also going to look at maybe some ways to turbocharge our prayer life. Maybe some things you've heard of, you, you know, maybe even tried once or twice. But we're going to reach out there and maybe grab some of these things and pull them in and see if we can make them a regular disciplined part of our, our prayer life so that we have all of the strength and the realness of that prayer that we can get. I, I hope this is intensely practical. That, that's my goal in these next couple of weeks is that this is intensely practical so that we all can pick up something and do something with what we're learning. I want to tell you something, folks. I love my prayer life. It, it, is, it is the favorite thing I do in my life on any given day. It is the favorite place that I go. Uh, this is where... I've learned to love the Lord. It's where I've learned to trust the Lord. It's where I've learned about the Lord. It's where I work out my, my issues with God because we get that every now and then. We got, I got some issues with you, Lord. It's where I work out issues with myself. It's where I work out issues with some of you. Hey, it's where I take problems and, and, and look for answers. And I tell you, the further I've gone on this, I find that by time God molds and shapes and delivers in the perfect time the answer, I found something a lot more rewarding than the answer. And that was just having something that drove me to the Lord in, in prayer. I, it, it is the most significant thing that is me. It's, it's the most significant thing that I do. And I would want nothing more than, than to see you have that. To see that be that in, in your life. You know, there's a, there's a couple of things I think I do well in prayer. Uh, one is kind of this devoted, consistent prayer. You, you know what, folks? I always think you should always understand your personality because there are spiritual disciplines that will be naturally strong for your type of personality. I, I'm an introvert. So being alone, pretty natural for me. That's not a lot, a, a lot of work. But you have to know your personality. Say, hey, I need to capitalize on that. I need to, to take advantage of that. And, and, and so I, you know, I worked hard at building a pretty consistent, pretty devoted prayer life. And, you know, folks, probably a bare minimum for me is about 35 or 40 minutes a day. And, and I won't miss 10 days in, a, in an entire year. 
I, I can, there, there's nothing that's happening that I would say, well, I'd, you know, I'm not going to be able to do that. Being too tired is absolutely no reason for me. Uh, vacation, I, vaca- yeah, I love vacation, but why would I not still get up at five and have what is the favorite part uh, of my life? There, there's nothing, there's nothing of value out there to me that I would say, well, you know, in this case, I'm going to miss. I mean, there's nothing I want to miss for. So I got that, that devoted, that consistent part. And that, that's been true for me for about 20 years now. Um, another thing, not perfect at it, but another thing I think, I've, I think I'm developing in this. When I, when I give something to God in prayer, I think I'm getting good at leaving it there. Because let's be honest, don't we all have the ability? We, we say, hey, God, would you bless this? Would you help this? Would you do this? And the moment we say amen, we reach right back, take it back charge into the day to manipulate, fight, and claw over the very thing we just prayed about. I'm going to ask God to bless it, but I really don't need you to do anything, God. I will absolutely own this. I, I think I'm getting to a place where I can, man, if I, if I put it in God's hands, I'll walk away for a while. I'll leave it there for, for him to, to work with. Um, I, I think I've developed another thing in prayer life where I've gotten pretty good at praying about all the things God wants us to pray about. You know, folks, I think we're, sometimes we're kind of minimal in the way we look at prayer. It's, you know, it's about my needs and my fears and I need this and to fix that and to do that. There's a lot of things God says, hey, when you're praying, I want you to pray about this. And by the way, next week's message, when we kind of develop this structure and this, this form, it's going to show you how to bring in all these things that we never pray about, that God has commanded us to pray about. And so those are some, I think, some strengths for me. Now, I've got some weaknesses too. You know, one thing I I feel like I've never gotten really good at is praying with others. Now, I I do that. I I pray with Karen, my wife, every week, my kids every week. I pray with other believers. I can't can't think of a single week that goes by where that doesn't happen. But I'll be honest with you, I don't feel like I ever reached the, the, the discipline and the depth that I have when I pray alone as when I do, I pray with others. And I, as I read scripture, I think God wants both of those things kind of working together and, and in tandem. Um, but another area of, uh, I don't know if it's a weakness. I, I just know what can happen sometimes. I guess it's the, you know, sometimes positives have negatives. You know, the, the, the positive is consistency. The negative is, yeah, I can get a little bit redundant a little bit repetitive. I, 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 can, I can go through the motion. You ever been driving down the road and you realize like for the last 30 seconds, you don't have a clue what you've been doing? You, did I go through a light or what? Just, you know, I, I've had some prayer times like that. I, I, I sit down, dear Lord, 35 minutes later, amen. And I, what, did something just happen there? You know, I, I, I struggle with that. Um, you know, I, I, I think probably, uh, an area that I struggle with and almost hate saying this because I say this so many times when I talk on prayer. The problem is not what I can do or can't do. It's that I don't do it. It's that I don't discipline. And that is the, the work of being still and being silent. Um, you know, there's even one verse in Ecclesiastes that says, you know, when you go into God's presence, let your words be few. He's got it. He knows what you're there for. He knows what you're thinking. And uh, I'm pretty good at just a, a tidal wave of words. I actually, in my prayer time, every day, my last thing I say is, Lord, is there anything you want me to hear or to know? And sometimes I give them upwards to two seconds to answer. You know? Got anything I needed to hear. Okay, well, I guess we're good then. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> you know, and, but that, you know what? Actually, what I'm talking about is almost a subset of prayer. 
It's almost an entire discipline by itself, that, that being still and waiting. One thing I'm trying to do this year, because I've been saying I wasn't good at this for years and then doing nothing about it. So, so this year, what, here's something I am trying to do. Uh, I try to fast one day a week. And on the days that I'm fasting, on those days, whenever I get in the car, I don't make any phone calls and I don't turn on the radio. I just, I let there be, I might be driving five minutes. I might be driving 45 minutes. I'm just going to try to sit in the silence for a moment. Because you know, folks, most of us, I think this is a, a character quality of Americans. We avoid silence at all costs. We'll have a TV on, a radio on. We've got something going 24. Some of you can't go to sleep unless it's playing. We run from silence. Silence is often where his voice is. So I'm trying to figure out, man, how do I discipline myself? Now, folks, there's a reason I just shared. Here's a couple of things I feel good at. Here's a couple of things I want to be better at, work at. Hopefully for an illustration for you to stop and evaluate your prayer life. You know, I, I, man, I hope every one of us, well, you know, here, here's a couple of things I think I do pretty well. Here, here's a couple of things I, I do seem to be able to accomplish. And then, hey, man, here's some things, ah, not, not so much, could use some work, could, could use some direction. Because see, if, listen, if I can't figure out where I am, then how do I take a step forward? If I can't figure out where I am, then how do I set any goals? How do, how do I say, hey, God, here's what I'd like to do. Here's where I would like to grow. So, hey, here's the strength. I want to capitalize on this, God. I want this to go even, even further. I think we need to evaluate where we are. Folks, my goal, man, my prayer for these ne- this next month is that 2,000 of us could take a step forward in our prayer lives. Whatever that means. And I can't tell you what that means for you. Because I haven't evaluated your prayer life. But if 2,000 of us could take a step forward. Hey man, I'm pretty good at praying for five minutes. Let's see if we can stretch it to 15. Hey, I'm pretty good at gathering with others and praying with others and praying over others and let them pray. Well, let's see if we can, man, grow it at being alone and, and praying with God. Hey, I'm pretty good at praying whatever hits, man, whatever I think, whatever comes in, I pray for it. Awesome. Hey, but you said there's things in the Bible that I'm supposed to be praying for. I don't even think I can think of one of them. What are they? Hey, that'd be an area to grow, right? Being still, being silent. What is it for you? Folks, if 2,000 of us Take a step forward in prayer this month. It shake the planet. I actually believe that about prayer with all of my heart. I can't tell you exactly what I believe about me or you. But if 2,000 of us take a step forward in prayer over the next month, I'm telling you something, it will have a profound impact in your life and in your home. And folks, if that's happening in all of our lives, it's going to greatly impact the church. Because remember, we've had a sermon recently talking about, hey, we're all interconnected. Our, our spiritual health and well-being is all dependent on each other. So if we all take a step forward, folks, it will be powerful. You say, well, why, why, is that, why is that so important? Why, why, do I, why do we need to do that? Folks, prayer is everything. That's why. I want to break this contrary opinion here. Prayer is not the first thing. 
It's the first thing, it's the middle thing, and it's the last thing. Prayer is everything. That is where, that is the only place you're going to build a life of intimacy and faith and strength in the Lord. That is where you flesh out life and work out life and get his perspective. That's where you take anything in your life deeper. You want your marriage to be deeper? Take your marriage into your prayer life. And I don't mean they're just saying, God bless my marriage. God help my marriage. I'm saying, live your marriage in your prayer. Work everything out there in prayer. Do the same thing with your finances. Do the same thing with your purpose at the, on the job. Whatever you want to be deeper, more significant and stronger, take it to prayer. Work it out in prayer. Live it in prayer and watch what happens. Watch what happens. And let me tell you something, folks. This is the hard part. Do you realize one of the most common directives around prayer in the scripture? Don't quit. Don't quit. You'll hear it. It'll sound like this. Be faithful. Persevere. Endure. All of those words. Nice, big, wonderful ways to say don't quit. Because folks, there will be tremendous temptation to quit. Your tiredness will want to make you quit. Your inability to see that it's making any difference will want to make you quit. Your lack of confidence will want to make you quit. You're, you're too busy will want to make you quit. Let me tell you something, folks. There's one thing that wants to make you quit, and that's Satan. And he will use anything and everything. He knows you. He knows your ups, your downs, where you are, what you're doing. And he will use anything he can. Because the one great thing Satan fears, the one great thing that Satan does not want to see happen in your life is you go before the living God and realize you can call him daddy. That's what he wants to stop in your life more than anything else. And you better believe he is alive and acting and moving and working through every day and every night so that you don't pray. But we're going to, aren't we? We're not going to quit. We are going to pray and we're going to discover the relationship with God, the faith of God and, and, and the working things out in life that prayer brings. And here's why we're not going to quit. We're not going to quit because our Savior and our King, the one whom we say we follow, wants us to know his Father and wants us to know that when we get in there, we can call him daddy. We're not going to quit because when we speak, he listens. Let's pray. Father, we give to you today, these next several Sundays. And God, we pray you would do something special in our lives. We pray you would do a work in our lives. God, could it happen? That not, not one of us, not, not, not a couple of hundred of us, but over 2,000 of us, God, could take a step forward in prayer. And God, I pray that you would show us something from that. I know we're to walk by faith and not by sight, but Lord, I'm praying out of my weakness, our weakness. God, show us. Let us see the difference it makes individually, as a family, as a church, what happens when we all move forward in prayer. God, give us courage. Give us faith. Give us discipline. Give us a devotion. Give us an overwhelming desire to know what it means to relate with you and to be able to call you daddy.
It's in Jesus' name that we ask this. The name by which prayers are answered. It's in his name we pray. Amen.